0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives.
1: This is Inside the Champion's Mind, featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce.
0: Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicated to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of the Wellness Couch and the Wellness Guys, and as always, my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Marcus.
1: Lawrence Jasper Tam. Great to be with you. This is exciting. There's, uh, plenty to talk about LJT. And, um, you're, you're a pretty patient cat, wouldn't you say? Ah, uh, well, depends. you're a bit of a ninja. Depends. You can just it's got that look in your eye where
0: you're like, "You will never break me." Oh, I don't know about that, but uh, I can't be broken for sure. That's absolutely sh- uh, just depends on uh, the situation. You can you can't be broken, can you? Oh, absolutely, man! I don't think anybody can be broken to a certain point. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's uh, it's one of those things that uh, you know. I think the the goal is to to be able to withstand as long as you can. I mean, that's what that's what champion's mind is, right? It's just literal. Yeah. How 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 long can you um be patient for to get the rewards that you want um and you know it's just it's funny you know when you when you talk back to you know people's success and and life and you know like having babies right like you know you just had a uh, you know a little tommy oh yeah and uh and when you talk about you know patient it's like you can't rush the nine months it's not coming out any faster <laughs> you know you don't <laughs> want to come any faster <laughs> mm-hmm. and I remember dealing with, with, with clients of mine um, you know who were pregnant and it's like oh it's just over it I'm like yeah well, you, you can be over it all you want but the next three months is still happening <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it, it's, you, it, you can't I'm change down it anywhere. so you, you can change your attitude about it or your mindset around it because that's going to affect your, your child um, so you know just be very very clear on, on what you say I think, I think, so I think all of that um, has to be factored in
1: the, you, as you say that, I think of countless examples like uh, Rocky Balboa,
0: hmm.
1: um, you know, sliced Stallone when he actually was writing that script and all of the rejections and all of the – all of the, the patience that he had to practice in order to achieve what he wanted to uh, so many people that we call overnight successes have had to deal with so many failures and rejections and they've had to exercise a lot of patience but um, you mentioned uh, young Tommy coming in recently and, and, and this kind of just gave me the idea because Sarah had a real test of patience um, in the 48 hours before Tommy was born uh, she had all these niggles she would feel like stuff was happening and then it would disappear for an hour and then you know at the, in the Nighttime, she'd feel like it was progressing and then nothing would, and then she'd sleep the whole night. And she'd wake up in the morning and nothing had happened. And she was really, I want to say she cracked the you know what's, but she did. She was like, This is just. Uh, so frustrating to the point where she started to doubt herself and I wanted to share this story because I think a lot of people would um, appreciate that when things don't go your way, you do begin to doubt yourself. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Is this the right thing to be doing? Is there something else that I'm not seeing right now? Is there a signal, a clue that I'm just not getting? Um, And Just to finish off this story. Sarah decided she would call in the midwife to find out you know, uh, what was happening. So this was 48 hours after Niggles. It was 4.30 Sunday morning. Libby came over, pretty much said to Sarah, I didn't want to tell you this, but this happens a lot in third labors. You might have had two really you know, um, rhythmic uh, births, but third labors for any number of reasons can often be stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. And then as soon as Sarah um, kind of almost got permission that it was okay, for her to be the way she was and for this labor to be going the way it was, a couple of hours later, everything kicked into gear and a few hours after that, we had a baby. And I thought it was pretty interesting that when we get the all clear that, you know what, we are on the right path, if someone was by our side the whole time when everything that we felt was going wrong and they were going, you know what, you're on the right path, you're on the right path, this is the path, you're doing great, this is the way it is, this is the path, if we felt that, then um, our results might be a little bit different but – I thought we could actually just, you know, extrapolate how we feel about sitting tight, practicing patience, surrendering when we when we need to, but potentially not when we want to.
0: You know, it is a hard thing. I mean, if if it's a journey, uh, oftentimes we, like, I mean, we talked about this in the last podcast where we talk about how we are living in a world where instant gratification is king in a sense that we are all expecting things to happen right now. Like if I'm sure you've had this when I, you know, when you sent an email to us, like you almost expect me to respond like then, you know, or you make a phone call (laughs) to someone. It's like, you want them to respond now, like if you send a messenger on Facebook and stuff. Like, why haven't they responded? It's been two minutes. Like, I know you've yeah. seen it. You <laughs> know, it's just like, and you, you go through this. Do you process. know
1: some people send me messages on Messenger because I'm average on Facebook? Do you know some people send me messages on Facebook rather than an email because they like to know that I've seen it?
0: Uh, that's his name is Lawrence Tam.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lawrence. Then let me ask you this, and everyone else listening: Is it okay if you? Have like seen it, but like you're not in the headspace to
0: answer it. Depends if it's me or not.
1: Okay, now it's not you. No, no, <laughs> no it's just not just not you. So, no, I get what
0: you're saying. What, what you're saying is that you know, is it okay? Of course, it is okay. Of course it's okay. Like it's, you know, but it's it's just like, you know, <laughs> and I'm guilty just of this. It's reflective
1: right? of the world we live in, though, right?
0: Yeah, with well, the you know, I do send messages on Facebook often oftentimes to certain people, which is because I want to know whether or not they've seen it because if I know they've seen it, then I'm expecting an answer. Now, I, do I expect an answer immediately? Well, my gut says yes, but at the end of the day, like I don't care as long as you actually respond. Um, but so I've I've sent messages where some people have seen it but they never respond. And that's when I'm like, okay, well, at least I know the message got through, so obviously you just didn't want to respond. And that's fine. At least now there's, you know, I, I don't, but the thing is, I had to, you know, get inside my head and go, listen, I don't know what situation they've gone through. Like, I don't know where they're at, right? I don't know what, you know, for example, if I send a message to Damien, for example, Yo. Um, and I just say I use the Facebook Messenger, and I see that he's seen it, but he doesn't respond for like three hours. Now, I, I could... Literally, just get like what? Come on, me Like it's a simple answer. Like just answer it right now. But I also have to remember that he could be driving. They, like, he could be. He could have just seen it, and he happened just to be in a movie theater with his wife. Yes. Or, yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. there's could be so many different reasons why they didn't respond, and I'm okay with that. Um, and and it's I don't I don't do it for whether or not to be seen it's just that I just want to make sure the message actually got across like that's why I do it Um, like sometimes you know sometimes like email sometimes it gets lost it gets into the spam folder or whatever and sometimes they they just you know disappear uh, and people don't get it and then they say oh I didn't get it and then I'm like, oh, did you actually not get it? Or you just didn't want to respond. You know what I mean? Like, so there's. You Are know, you lying yeah. to me? <laughs> <laughs> and so, whereas sometimes if I, I need something, you know, immediately, or I just want to know, like, did they see the message? And if they did see, then hopefully they can respond as you know as quickly as they can. Yep. But I, yeah, I do recognize that there's um, that there's many different situations why you didn't respond to me, um, and you know, I just gotta be okay with that.
1: I, I, have, I find this fascinating, so I'm, I'm hoping that our listeners do as well. I want to ask you one more question on this. I know this is totally not what we think that we're talking about, but I've got to ask you this. If you're on Facebook and you're like doing, let's say you're actually doing some work on Facebook, like you're engaging in a group or whatever, and then all of a sudden a message bobs up, because you know how in Facebook if you're on your computer, that is, mm-hmm. the message just bobs up? Mm-hmm. So as soon as it bobs up, it's marked as red, correct?
0: uh not necessarily not necessarily no sometimes it just pops up and and sometimes it does but sometimes but if it, you don't but, click onto but you, it
1: but the sender would say marcus or you know no, not really. Some, saw
0: this nope not necessarily because sometimes the message is there just pops up on the facebook and and i seen it but i don't respond that's why i don't click onto it if i click onto it then it's seen but sometimes right. I don't click yeah, onto it, and it, then then yeah. then I just know like okay, I, I read the message, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna click onto it because I don't want them to see know that I've seen it. Yes. Well, the problem is when you see that and it's so like off
1: topic what you're doing at that time, naturally you go, oh, well, I'll respond to that later. But then I would close
0: it and then I might not see it again for another three days. Well, that's a key oh. thing. Don't close it because once you touch it, then it's seen, right? So, uh, we're just so off topic right now. But, but the thing is, is that- <laughs> but people think, are finding this fascinating because it happens to everyone. But I think really, what's really important, what you're saying to that, I think the key lesson here is that you don't have to respond to anything um, when the time is not appropriate to respond. It's like it's so easy, right, if I'm watching a movie, say, say I'm in the theaters with my wife, it's so easy to just oh, message, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer. But I'm like, wait, yeah. I shouldn't be doing that. Like I'm, I'm here spending time with my wife, right? We're all guilty of this. I'm sure most of you, 90% of you would be guilty that you picked up the phone in an, in an inappropriate time. You know, especially yeah. like having lunch with a friend or, you know, and lunch with friends is are, are, it's like that, right? Oftentimes, um, I take out my phone. I do because I don't like it. Like sitting in my pocket, right? Um, I don't like it buzzing in my pocket, um, yeah. and I just don't like it near my in my pocket, just in general, just for the radiation point. But what I typically do is I, I, I flip the phone down, upside down. Yeah, so I don't see upside it the screen because yeah. once it pops, like when a message pops up, like your natural instinct is to kind of look at it and so i i typically try to pop it down unless i know there's an emergency situation that or maybe someone needs to get a hold of me or i need to There's critical then i need to be aware of that for say you know just say we're in the wellness summit for example and we're having lunch it's like you know you you might need to get a hold of me because yeah. like, something happened popped up or something like i would have my phone on hand um, yeah. i think that those situations are important but i think when we're, we're we're trying to connect with people and i used to be guilty of this so that's why i really make a conscious effort to ensure that the phone is either out of sight or can't see it so that i don't get that temptation because i've had conversations with people like honestly i've had car rides with people where you know i'm taking them around to see places and they're on the phone the whole entire time hold on say that again so like you know we'll, we'll be traveling we'll have a conversation or whatever and they'll be on the phone constantly like answering messages facebooking or whatever and dealing with people because you know they might be they might you know they're answering you know they have a profile and and so they're answering phones and stuff and it's like i think that's rude in a way yes you know when yes. you're with someone it's i think anti-social, you should
1: be. it's anti-social
0: yeah exactly and i think you know that's where the danger comes in and i'm I'm guilty of this as well but i i minimize it to a short form like there's 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 times like sometimes i you know say karen i'm just say i'm traveling and karen sends me a text message i think you know if my wife i'm yeah, gonna you know i'm gonna respond it's um, a hierarchy but I, yeah but i'm gonna make it as quick as possible it's like you know busy right now um this is what i was do and and then move on you know what i mean and um and that happens a lot you know like say we have a meeting you know if any of your wives call like we pick it up and you guys carry on the conversation like that's just uh, just a rule that we have you know what i mean yeah But at the end of the day, our wives also respect that when we're having a meeting, we're having a meeting. Like, we're doing a podcast right now. She's not going to call me. Like, unless it's an absolute emergency, she's not going to call. And so, I think we just have to set some rules and boundaries with ourselves, which is the hardest one, um, and uh, and do that. How do we get on this topic?
1: No, this is good. I want to change the topic to this topic because this is the stuff that I think people find really – this is like a whole – this is like Dale Carnegie 2.0, like how to win friends and influence people 2.0 like the technology version of socializing and being courteous in a social media world because I don't know about you, but it can drive me batty the expectations that some people have around response times. Like you said earlier, we don't have to respond. Uh, Then you said something after that, and I was thinking in my mind, we don't have to respond full stop. Like we don't have to respond. We get so many people. You're better at this than I am, RT, but I actually do want to respond. I I'm de- like I want to respond to the emails that I get because I have a different philosophy around my emails, but we you are very good at responding in your way to the things that you genuinely want to respond to, and if you don't want to respond to something, you just won't do it correct uh
0: yep, yeah. yeah, I think it's i I put it into priority like there's you know I have emails that are sitting there that I just you know I just know that is not a, they don't need an immediate response. You know, um, and that's why, you know, we have a rule like, you know, you, you Marcus, you know, like uh, there's a rule within the couch, for example, if there's something that, you know, requires immediate responses, you type on the subject line a specific thing. Yes. So that I know <laughs> to respond, um, yeah. you know, like, you know, so just to just to be clear, Marcus is in I'm going to just, you know, point you out here, Marcus, Go Marcus is really great at uh, sending you three or four, five, seven emails at the same time at so, once at once. Like when i when i get an email from marcus it's never just one it's usually like five in a row it's like marcus, and they're not marcus, flip points and they're not short form <laughs> and it's like and i look at that and go oh it's marcus pierce and it's five of them i'm like
1: i didn't plan and i didn't ever. write this in my day today i didn't plan an hour yeah, to I'm read like,
0: exactly and so like unless the subject line says you know whatever it says that you know response required that yeah. I'm, I'm not reading it because i know yeah. it's something that it would take me time for me to process and it's I, it's not what I scheduled for, and so I do my I do my very best. But if it's clients, I typically respond to that um, asap. Like, yeah. You know, because I you know I'm dedicated.
1: Priorities. You know, uh, this priority. is this is so important now. I think this is really important for people to to recognize. You and I'm similar. I do my wellness couch emails in the afternoon, but. Very rarely in the morning. We spoke about this on a recent podcast about how we run our days, yeah. but I think this is a similar thing in terms of the hierarchy of responses. Like you said, if your wife calls, you answer it. If it's a random number, um, like this morning, Sarah's phone rang. It was a random number. There was no way she was going to take the call. You know, three or four days um, after giving birth. If the, the hierarchy of response is really important, I think in this hyper communicative world, though. People generally feel like they are supposed
0: to respond to everything. Well, that's why it's so important to not check your emails first thing in the morning, right? Because then you're running your entire life based on someone else's schedule. The only reason why anybody sends you an email is because they are trying to... Get they want attention. something. they want something from you and so you know sure they you know some of us get, you know except for us right we actually send you information that actually benefits you
1: <laughs> but, but everyone wants something <laughs> but we uh, want the, people to listen to our podcast yeah I mean, that's it's right. not as fun as we have doing this ourselves we want people to listen we want the couch to expand we want a thousand people at the summit we want people to improve their lives we want you know yeah. it's all, so, yeah, want, we all
0: it? it is and and the thing is is that i think it's important that you have at least an hour of your day where you don't have anybody you don't living on anybody else's schedule and i think it does take you know going back to our original plan topic which is patience is it does take patience for you to be able to do that it does take patience that someone else can wait like we don't yeah. need to um be response responsive to every person that expects an answer from us um you know and you know like it's the same thing with kids right if the kids are like oh daddy i want to play right now because like, well oh. Well, Tough. right now I'm actually Tough. in the middle of a <laughs> podcast. Like, I, I can't play with you. I would love to, mm. but you're gonna have to learn how to wait. Like, you gotta. If we give yep. into every little thing to what they ask for, then they're gonna be a spoiled little brat, oh, right? Oh. As well, too. Like, so that's just which re- is really challenging as a parent because you want to give everything to your child. And you
1: are so- digging deep here. Oh,
0: I am. I am. You are
1: because de- you know what you're getting to the core of is: Are we addicted to making everyone else happy? This hyper responsiveness is we think we do it to make everyone else happy and often the last person that ends up happy is ourselves, which is the biggest regret of humanity, trying to make everyone else happy, Um, kids being a great example, emails being another great example, social media being another great example, but that hyper-responsiveness is making people resentful.
0: Yeah. Oh, I think so too. and. It is stealing our time and um, it is hard. I, I, I struggle with this a lot. I struggle with, you know, who I respond to. I'm getting, you know, like when people expect, you know, they ask for a lot of things and and it's it's finding the right appropriate time and you know we were just talking about this before this call we we're talking about you know the demands of my time and and people expecting me to be there but then there's also balancing that with family you know they also need me too and and it's it's so easy like you know, I'm, I'm just be purely honest it's so easy for me to say yes to um something that is important to my life say my business or to you know the profession or whatever um but also and and just say chalk it up that the family will be okay Mm. it's so easy to do that and i do that you know i you know i'm very conscious uh, conscious of that and but you know all said and done like it's like those one day does lead to you know problems and their withdrawals yeah absolutely you can really see that and you know and so i'm 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 you know, made a commitment to myself that I, I try not to be away for more than two weeks in a row, two weekends in a row, like for sure. like you know I never want to go away two weekends in a row. Um, you know but that sometimes it doesn't work out that way. you know, just you know events happen and I need to be away and and those things you can't control. But I think it's very important that you, you're you fully aware of all the situations. And I remember, um, I think, I can't remember his name, Derek Sivers said, you know, he, he came up with this term, and, and I don't think he originated, it was actually one of his friends. He says, you know, when an opportunity comes up, and he says, if it's not a hell yeah then you shouldn't yeah, do it. Don't do it. Yeah. And I say, wow, that's that's a really good way because. And I listened to um, an interview uh, with Simon Sinek I think a couple weeks ago, and we we're t- we're, and he said something similar. So he goes, so "We only have so many limit. We all know we only have very limited amounts of minutes and hours, uh, and days in our lifetime, and you know to to fulfill that with with things on demand on other people demanding yours." demanding on you um it's not going to lead to a fulfilled life so you have to learn how to say no and that's hard like i know that you know in my life i used to say yes to everything and you know nowadays i can actually kind of say learn to say no uh, Mm -hmm. to opportunity but it's still hard it's still hard because you always think oh but what if right what if yeah well this
1: gets really this gets really torn up for people because We've just been talking about on previous episodes, you know, the hustle and grind. And if someone goes, all right, I'm only going to do my hell yeah. Uh, we're also talking about doing what you really want to go hell no to, which will eventually make you say, hell yeah. Um, and that's what a lot of people, I think, really struggle with is going through the pain
0: to achieve their hell yeah, as Derek Sivers would say. I, I, you know, the thing is finding that it's, it's, it's a fine balance of knowing what is a hell yeah. And everybody's going to be different. Like, no one should tell you, like, this This is the best thing in the world you should do, right? Or this is definitely something that you should, you know, do. And, and at the end of the day, you have to make that call. Everybody is uh, in a different space. We talked about that last last week, uh, last time, um, that everybody's in a different situation. So, you know, unless they're in the same situation as you and they, they're exactly like you, it's really hard for someone to say that this is, this is meant for you. You know what I mean? So I think all those situations need to be factored in. And there's a lot of... Um, it is a, a skill set that you need to develop on a hell no. Um, and uh, it is a skill set to know what is a hell yes and which one's a, which one's a no. And all of those situations does matter. And we just got to find, we got we gotta have to have the wisdom to know the difference and you're not always going to make the right call.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: there's so much.
1: <laughs> and this is why I think it's really important that people recognize that you know personal growth and knowing thyself is not a hobby. <laughs> like, because you have to work through all of this. Like in my view anyway, like it's a constant. You're constantly working out your philosophies on life, your philosophies on, on work ethic, your philosophies on response times, communication. I mean one thing, this this might seem like I'm going off track but it's it's relatable. Um, Facebook these days, you may have seen this LT, you go on um, your professional page and or any professional page and it will tell you the message response time mm. of that page. And I just have recently had one – message which for, was from my cousin um, on my professional page and the message was like ace it was like the last it was the last uh, message in a, in a chain mm-hmm. but I didn't read it because I, I could already read it just by looking at it it was just like one word like ace or thanks yeah um, and I didn't read it and it kept on affecting hmm. the message response time so now I think my message response time on Facebook is nine days. <laughs> <laughs> because I left this going for like nine weeks or something and it's just averaged out and it makes me wonder like it's really important now seemingly for people to to know how long it takes to respond to something and we talk about this hell yeah like what do you want to do hell yeah on I really like the idea of uh, connecting with people on social media and, and engaging with a tribe, and really just—you know—I'm sure we both do—we like engaging with people that resonate with our message. Um, but sometimes it's—it's it's difficult when when you've got other parties or external factors, like let's say Facebook head office saying, well, Marcus Pierce doesn't respond, or Australia Post doesn't respond for this long, or um, you know that hospital has a response time of this long. It's really tricky to to engage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's it's. Uh, it's- they're, they're basically um, putting expectation, isn't it? They're putting expectation on ourselves to, to kind of have a certain type of response time, and then we naturally kind of do that. Right, we kind of naturally yep. um, propel ourselves to actually make it happen, and then we fall into dangerous territory. Basically, we're just trying to live up to Facebook's expectations. It's like, wait a second here, <laughs> right? How do we live our life for uh, a, something of an app that we actually just use as a social, um, you know, connection that somehow affects us? And yep. it, it's a, it is a hard balance, and I think it's goes back to um, your your ability to know thyself um, and and to to. When you, I think, when, I think, over time, um, as we get older and as we get to know what makes us tick, what makes us happy, I think you start to become less reliant on other people making you happy. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Absolutely. I think this is what it comes down to. Like you know. Yes, if your response times—I know I see it—you know, ninety-three percent response time or (laughs) whatever—and and and that affects me in a way. But like, for example, um, but sometimes like sometimes you just gotta have to let that go and go. Does it really matter? And and for example, like I have never checked the stats for Inside Champions Mind. Yeah. I don't even know how... Oh,
1: I want to tell you something. I can tell you this as you say that because I did the other day. Okay. For a blog. Oh, I just... Yeah. So, um, there's one episode of Inside the Champion's Mind which has gone like virally gangbusters. Really? And it was like the very... It was like one of the first episodes you and I ever did. (laughs) Really? And it's all on rituals. Oh, wow. And it like exceeds all the other episodes. That's awesome. (laughs) I think it's episode 18 for people that haven't listened. Oh, that's funny. You'd have no idea why or how or whatever.
0: Yeah. anyway... but well, it's it, well, it's a similar thing. Like, I mean, I don't care. Like, it's because you know I do this out of love and passion, and and so do you. Like, you know, we do this because we we we're trying to figure ourselves out. Uh, and and it's all therapy. I know is, yeah, it's therapy. But you know, obviously, it helps that when people call up and or not call up, but like they message and and they come up to you when you, when you see live and say like you know, thank you for Inside Champions Mon. Like it changed my life. It's it's the my favorite podcast. And you know, when they say that, of course, that helps. Like that obviously keeps us going. Like if no one said that, then okay, they, I don't think we would have lasted this long <laughs> to 90, episode ninety eight. But uh, you know, we're closing into a hundred, which is I, I think that's phenomenal because. We were gonna st- like when I first started this podcast with Jeff, it was like we thought it was gonna go to twelve and that was the, the end goal. And I still remember having the conversation. I was at Damon's house when I called you up and said, Hey Marcus, do you wanna come on the show? Like yeah. do you wanna be my co host on and I still remember that. And so it's yeah, it was it's- late
1: at night. I remember we had a big meeting, I think about our first wellness summit.
0: Yeah, and it was just one of those things that, that that you know, who knew what was going to take off? Too. We and hardly knew each other. We we did. We we didn't know each other at all. And but coming to like coming to the coming to the point of, of you know doing it for the love. It's that I know that I know that this is good for me. Like mm-hmm. it's great for me, and I know it's great for you. But I also know it's great for a, a certain number of people. I don't know how many because not everybody reaches out. That's okay with me. That's okay with me. But. I do it because, like, I don't really care what the numbers are. Yep. You know, I really, I've gone through that. Like, I mean, maybe at the beginning you cared, but at the moment I don't care anymore. Uh, I, I tell every
1: new podcaster mm-hmm. never look at your stats because who cares? You're not doing it for the stats. You're doing it for the love of
0: it. Well, it's the patient game, right? We're, we're talking about patience today yeah. at the beginning. It is about being patient. So if you're producing great work and if you're doing amazing things? And yeah, sure. Are you? Got, do you have to be smart about you know broadcasting through the world and let people know? Of course, right? I don't even. We don't ever market inside Champions Mind. The only reason why you're hearing is somehow. You know you resonated somewhere with us, one of us, and it 's either on the couch or you you listen to what I have to say, and you reached out and you decide to listen like
1: or a listener said, oh, listen to
0: these yeah, guys exactly that's the only reason why you'd be listening to the show, otherwise like because you we never marketed the show, we never have, and so I think it's really critical to that sometimes it's just that you know it 's just not caring, and that's the self awareness is because it 's not about validation that I need to be like the number one on anything. It's just that it's just something that I love doing. And uh, and going back to the thing is sometimes like, yeah, you, you just need to know what makes you happy, what makes you tick, what what is what in life is gonna drive you rather than allowing something to to, to affect you to kind of go, I need to do this. There's a certain things that, that needs to be done and we're kind of governed by the society pressure. Um, I think, however, as as we become more wise, and you start to realize that hey, we're just we're just following the game, and yeah. I think it's better to somehow sometimes create your own game if you can.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> there's so much there's so much I suppose to consider when you when you talk about the patient the uh, the the patient's game, and this kind of goes back to what you were talking about at the beginning, where we live in an instant uh, gratification type of world, um, but then a lot of our parents' generation, they were almost was patience forced upon them in many ways where they don't actually – they're naturally patient but then there's there's still a lot of impatience in their own um, uh, daily behavior as well. But I just wonder what will our kids be like on a level of patience because I look at our – Parents ago go. They had to go. Like they had to wait for a lot of things, like whether it's TV, <laughs> whether it's um, the bus, or they had to walk to school, or they had to wait for dinner, or whatever it was. We do live in a, in a world where we get everything now. What is our generation going to be like when it comes to practicing patience, or our kids' generation?
0: And it's it's a tough thing. I think. Is it a scary thought? Or I, it's a scary thought that I, I I worry about my kids a lot, and I'm the problem.
1: <laughs> Are they the source of your first grey hair?
0: It, oh. I'm no, I've had, I've had gray hairs before them, but now the, the hundreds of gray hairs that I actually have is from them. No, no, no it's, you it's, have, the, it's. You don't have any gray hair, do you? Oh, my hair is salt and pepper, man. What are you talking about?
1: Are you serious?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. No. Yep, yep. Look closely, man. Look closely. Do you dye your hair then? No. No, I don't dye my hair. It's all over the place, man. You just don't... I'll look, just don't close look close up, close up thanks, um, now, now you're going to get everybody to look at my hair. Like, honestly, come on.
1: Everyone's going to come and start looking at you, yeah. That's how they should. At the One um, Summit, September 10 and 11, Lawrence comes clean with his hair. Come and look at it. <laughs> Maybe I'll dye my hair before that.
0: Uh no. I think when it comes to to kids, I do worry about my kids. I think the generation that we're living because uh, we 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 I do get worried about um because you know once you have a certain element of success, what we tend to see to do is we we want to make sure that our kids didn't have to go to what we go through. But the question is, is that actually good? Right. So, what have you gone through that you don't want your kids to go through? Oh, just things like you know, like when I was a kid, I didn't have everything I, just because I wanted something, that my parents couldn't afford it. You know yeah. what I mean? But you know, nowadays, it's like my kids, are, I want that, I want that, and it's like you have this, like, ah, oh, you know. Like,
1: but I can't imagine you being that dad that just says, "Okay, here you go. Okay, here you no, go." No, I okay, don't. But go. there's
0: certain form, certain you know, certain things that, are like, okay, after a certain pressure it's like, oh, you know, that wouldn't be so bad. Like you. <laughs>
1: Right. or i mean like, like give me an example give me you, you're not that much of a softie. come no, on give me an example no, okay, what no, are you
0: talking like, about like for example like uh, this is to- totally a little bit off topic but think about um, everything we do is off topic but <laughs> everything think we do. about what like my life is 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 about um travel like i love traveling i love being in different places and i usually try to take my family as much as i can um on you know longer trips and stuff and so you know, I, my kids have, like, especially my, my kids, like, when Kai was young too as well, like, I think she's traveled more countries than I, you know, in span of, like, when she was four or five years old than I had ever, you know, yep. before 27. You know what I mean? And, and that's a perfect example where they, they, they're, like you think back and go they would kind of go oh yeah you know i was there in in, in singapore i'm like no sweetheart that was actually in bali <laughs> was, oh you know when we went there and they're like no that that, that yeah. was actually you know that was in europe and you know yeah. like they've been to so many places like they, you know now they're kind of like, like it's so intermixed in i mind. think that's
1: normal right yeah, i think but that's, that's normal.
0: their normal right we talked about environment and that's their normalizing environment and i'm not just saying that i would ever take that away because i think that's great i think it's great that they travel i, I love that and i love that for ourselves i love that they actually, wo- you know, world and i love that they're, they're able to behave themselves when they're traveling and it's not a big stress on us because you know i know that they can do it and so but for me and they get exposure to all these different cultures and stuff i wouldn't yeah. take that away however having said that you know there is that downside of going you know will they want to travel in the future because they've already done it it's like oh yeah whatever and they all the expectation is like the traveling has to be like you know like four yeah. or five star luxury <laughs> hotels you know yeah. like, it's like yep. sometimes you know you go to a hotel and they go is this where we're staying <laughs>
1: yeah. uh-huh. oh my God. Oh. He's just like, oh. Oh, like I can yeah, say that, but like,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they oh, need to backpack, that? they need to backpack, exactly. So, yeah. I just Stop. those are yeah. the things I yeah. kind of worry about. Uh, I, I worry about like, did we, uh, you know, is it going to be a problem in the future? Who knows? Only time will tell. And I hope that I raise uh, my kids enough that they they, they will respect where it came from, and they also respect that you know, every not everybody had that same opportunity. Yeah. And they will search out and that that won't make them soft, you know what I mean? Like that that I do worry yes. about that, you know. Um, yeah will our kids have a hard edge or a soft belly yeah yeah exactly it's, and, really good it's call. a tough, good tough, call. tough tough tough, decision but anyways hey we, we, we've kind of you know come to the end of this podcast and I, I really do hope that you enjoy sort of what we've been talking about because it's so important I think it's one of those important discussions we need to have and uh, I know we kind of went on different tangents today but at, at the end of the day it's about enjoying the journey I think being patient with progress I think that's really really important um, we, we got to certain places and, and you know we talked a lot about responding times and stuff it's that live your life on your own accord as best you can because I it, think it, it, say that because it's easier said than done that's all mm-hmm. and it's easier said than done so I'm saying that you know try to live your life based on your um, your own values and what you believe in rather than someone else's not mine not Marcus's not anybody else to tell you but I think leave your live life to what you want
1: nice work can I do a little shout out for an event I've got coming up in uh, Byron yep um, you Let's talked about living a life um, on your own terms. We've got Exceptional Life Blueprint live coming up. Byron Bay at the Byron Theatre, July 30 and 31. For those interested, have a look. Uh, there's early bird uh, tickets available, I think, at the time of this recording. Byron.MarcusPierce.com.au. Byron.MarcusPierce.com.au.
0: Thanks, LT. Oh, it's great. It's a, it's a great event. I think it's always really important to have time um, and space to learn um, that's what we're talking about to find yourself to be self-aware I think uh, uh, you know having having an event like that it will be awesome so guys go to facebook page.com go to uh, the find out the podcast that you like and ensure and like let's go make sure you do subscribe to us on iTunes and make sure you comment and leave us a rating if you love the show if you don't want to reach out to us that's fine but leave a review um, tell the world because uh, that's how you know we get this covered. so please uh, do that uh, this has been inside champions mind show data can you help you overcome any in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do I'm Lawrence Tam he's Mark pierce we'll see you on the next episode this has been a production of the wellness couch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives